to Preparing for the Unexpected with Alex Bullock. People, organizations, and communities need to prepare for and respond to natural and man-made disasters in a timely manner and in the most effective way possible. Our program examines what is being done before, during, and after a disaster and those unexpected events to keep you in the know. Disasters can happen to anyone. The question is, when will it happen to you? Now, here is your host, business continuity and disaster planning expert, Alex Fulick. And welcome to another episode of Preparing for the Unexpected. I'm your host, Alex Fulick. And as always, we like to talk about things related to disaster recovery, business continuity, emergency management, resiliency, organizational resiliency, and anything that's relatable to those topics. Uh, Speaking of topics, as I always do, if there is a specific topic you would like us to talk about on the show, or you'd like to be a guest on the show, please feel free, go to the Voice America page uh, for the show, and underneath the graphic there is a button, send, uh, host an email, or something along those lines. I do get all emails, I do respond to all emails, and we'll see about finding someone to talk about your topic, or making uh, arrangements, I'll reach out to you and get you on the show. Also, we have some uh, sponsorships available, uh, sponsor a show to come on and talk about your product or service in the disaster resiliency realm uh, or uh, other sponsorship uh, opportunities as well. Same way you can reach me through the same button on the, the graphic on the uh, show webpage on the Voice America site. As many of you know, uh, I was, or am actually, because I'm recording it from here, uh, at the Phoenix 2019 DRJ conference and uh, right now it's the morning of day two Uh, for me it's day two Um, we did our live broadcast yesterday the show was very successful we had uh, people coming up wanting to be on the show but our schedule was already full Um, that's got to be a a good sign Um, we uh, broadcast for 11 to 12 and then 1 to 5 uh, all live and uh, about 12 to 15 minute segments with each guest filled up all the slots uh, almost before we really got going in the uh, the second half of the uh, the broadcast from one o'clock just about everything was full so it's been really good here uh, a lot of quality speakers a lot of sessions um, so and as always when I attend conferences uh, I do a conference summary and that's what uh, today is talking about uh, day one and how well uh, day one went and what we experienced, uh, what was good, what was bad, Um, not necessarily what's bad about the conference, uh, of course, um, because there's, uh, as I mentioned already, quality speakers here, um, quality exhibitors, some very interesting uh, things here too, uh, this year that I haven't seen before, Um, and some new new players, Um, and on the live broadcast, you will, if you uh, go to the uh, shows where they are listed on our webpage here you'll see uh, and if you listen to them you'll see and come across some of the new players uh, on uh, here like uh, Ascent who are actually in the booth right across from uh, um, the Voice America uh, page and it's really interesting and Podrunner um, which is another new relatively new even though they've been around for a couple years it's the first time I've seen them and we've had both of those uh, on the live broadcast, so uh, listen into those. That's Ascent and Podrunner, 
some really uh, interesting uh, opportunities they have and uh, products and what they're doing, uh, you know, new kids on the block, so to speak, but uh, proving to be very successful, which is fantastic for them and all the best to them. The conference uh, started off we're with a uh, obviously you know an opening speech and this year they had a humorist uh, start off the conference and his name was Paul uh, Ozenkup and he you know made us laugh a few times uh, but you know makes you think you know and that's the the, the kind of thing that we we all need you know he uh, gave us a speech about you know keeping things light he gave us three tips really keep things light you know, and uh, I'm sure all of us have been in meetings where things are a little bit too serious for our own liking, or maybe we're too serious for our own liking. Um, keep things light. Um, think positive. You know, it, when you encounter uh, an issue at work or during your project or trying to get responses to a BIA or business continuity plan, you know, when you're doing maintaining things or encountering things in a test, think positive. You know, if, if you find things wrong when you're testing, look at it as though that's great. We found errors that you wouldn't want to find during real situations. So that was, you know, th thinking positive all the time is the way to go. And I, I, I believe that myself. Uh, sometimes, you know, it becomes a bit of a challenge. You know, we, we've all had that, you know, even if you think positive, I'm a positive person, you know, etc., etc. You, We all still encounter moments where... Sometimes, uh, you know, it, it just builds up and going, what is wrong with people? Or what is wrong with this system? Why isn't this process working? You know, <clears throat> but you got to move beyond that and think positive. You know, that was his second point. And his third one was add purposeful play or fun, you know, into your workday. And I have to admit, I work with someone uh, right now. His name is Vince. Uh, he is my program director. And he is, he has all these things keeps things light, thinks positive, you know, he empowers people, um, and he's always keeping things fun. Um, at the start of our daily stand-up meeting, where, you know, most of the team get together to find out what's happening uh, during the day, address the key points, you know, uh, for 30 minutes, uh, he quite often will play uh, a song on his radio, you'll play it and name that tune, and radio on his phone, <laughs> dating myself. On his phone, name that tune. You know, and people guess and laugh, and uh, you know, have a chat for a, a minute about that song or you know, a memory. Um, so it gets people off on a positive note right off the bat, even when something serious is occurring. You know, and then we'll jump into what needs to happen, but everyone's on the same page and on a positive note. So uh, I got to give a shout out and kudos to Vince for doing that every day. You know, um, that's just his personality, and it's a pleasure to work with. And I'm sure uh, other people on our team will say that as well. But Paul uh, Ozenkup uh, did the same thing. You know, he was teaching everybody that. And there were some uh, heads around the room, you know, and he asked for situations that, you know, drive us crazy. And there were quite a few. And I think everyone in the room could relate to, you know, people driving slow in the fast lane and, you know, never getting a response to questions via email or voicemail or, you know, uh, things like that that, you know, may frustrate us. But he... he he was telling us, stay positive, you know, uh, small hiccups, you know, that don't last forever. So keep keep going, keep going forward, you know, think positive. So it was uh, interesting. And at the end, he tried to get us to uh, juggle some uh, uh, light um, 
that material, like little colored scarfs and that. Uh, I could only get up to two. I couldn't uh, juggle three. But I'm going to keep practicing because I kept the uh, scarfs. I don't know if we were supposed to, but I kept them. So I'm going to practice to see if I could do it. <laughs> um, so it was really interesting. And then after that, I came straight back into the exhibit hall here. Um, and it's full. If you've ever been to DRJ, they have a lot of vendors here. I'll name off a few. Uh, the first one I will name is our gold sponsor here, um, SAI Global, who, I might add, were my first guests on the live broadcast, Terrence Lee and James Green. Uh, they talked about business climate change and organizational resilience. And we had a great chat with them, uh, and I thank them for their sponsorship here. Uh, some of the other groups that were here, uh, Agility Recovery, Alert Media, Assurance, uh, BC in the Cloud, uh, Business Protector, Continuity Logic, Crisis Guardian, Druva, Disaster Resource Guide, uh, of which we also had on the show, uh, Kathy Rainey from uh, D Disaster Resource Guide. Uh, she was my last guest, actually, um, just before we closed the show. EBRP, uh, Fairchild, Fusion, IBM, iCore, Catch Consulting, MailGuard, OnSolve, Phoenix NAP, Quant, Quantivate, Recovery Planner, uh, Regus, uh, ResQ Services, Ripcord, RSA, SAI, SAP, SAT, SATCOM, Service Master, uh, SunGuard, Veritas, Virtual Corporation, and I know there's a few more. Um, they're the ones that. Uh, I'm not singling them out uh, or forgetting anybody on, on purpose. Um, they were just the ones that uh, I had on an available list in front of me. But there were others. Um, I, I mentioned Ascent, you know, Association of Contingency Planners is here. DRJ has a booth. You know, there, there are others. But a lot of great companies with a lot of great services uh, to help. It's very interesting to see the number of organizations that are now in the resilience, business continuity, disaster, emergency management, crisis communications uh, realm. You know, I remember back in the days where, you know, really you only had a couple of players. You know, the IBMs and the SunGuards and, uh, you know, a couple of others, and that would be it. Now you've got all kinds of uh, groups and organizations. So it's really a testament to, you know, where things are going in the industry, you know, that it, it's become bigger that the awareness is out there, regardless how we may uh, ourselves complain that we don't have awareness with our executives and you know our employees don't know things or, or we have problems with our clients who don't know things or partners. Overall, the awareness you know is really out there. We wouldn't have these other organizations if the awareness was not growing. You know, if the risk was not going, you know, the awareness of the risks that are out there these days, cyber threats, you know, let alone our natural uh, disasters that occur, our forest fires that have been, well, almost experienced just about everywhere in Canada, United States, Australia, you know, uh, throughout Africa, Brazil, you know, forest fires and, uh, you know, our tsunamis and hurricanes and tornadoes, etc. You know, and then we've got our terrorist threats, of which uh, cyber cyber threats can uh, they can kind of fall under that too, because really that's what uh, you know they're they're doing. You know, the people that are professionals with cyber threats, and we talked a little bit about cyber threats with Regina Phelps from EMS Solutions, and uh, longtime listeners will know Regina has been on the show uh, a couple of times. 
She was on our live broadcast last year. We did have a special show with her where we talked about crisis management programs and crisis communications and exercising those uh, groups. We had her on the show. She was my second guest. And uh, we talked about cyber threats. And she has a couple of uh, sessions here at DRJ. Um, I think one of them is today. And I'm hoping to be able to attend one. Or it's uh, tomorrow. I can't remember. Um, I don't have the agenda right in front of me. But uh, I will be attending one of her uh, sessions uh, very shortly. As for the live broadcast, we also... I did have one hiccup, I have to admit. Um, I had a couple of people that were reserved. I'm not going to name them, of course, but uh, reserved to uh, start at uh, 1 o'clock, but uh, turned out to be a no-show, so I had to uh, quickly come up with a topic and talk for a few minutes until our uh, next uh, guest showed up early, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and then we were able to get things back on, on track. I talked about uh, a little bit, and I'm going to probably do a show on this, a full show, because I've already written out all my notes, but uh, talking about how our industry is changing and why sometimes you know an industry needs to change. I know we have uh, some very strong opinions when it comes to the industry and how we do things and who should do things, you know, such as the, the BIAs and risk assessments, which let's face it, they're the two big contentious uh, issues right now with regards to the adaptive movement, adaptive BCP, of which um, the gentlemen uh, have been on the show, Mark and David, have been on the show a couple of times, and uh, I think they're scheduled to, uh, we're scheduled in a couple of weeks, I think, to do another interview for a part three um, to see where the movement is going. I still believe it doesn't matter if you uh, agree with the adaptive movement or not, I think it's always necessary to have different opinions and different ways of doing things so people have options and can adapt their organization to what needs to get done. So um, I was talking about that for a few minutes because I do think you know the industry is going to change whether anyone likes it or not. You know things are going to change with more uh, companies getting involved, as I mentioned earlier with more vendors, more different products, uh, the changing business uh, landscape. You know, we have a lot more uh, technology happening now and it's developing at an incredibly rapid pace. How can things not change? You know, AI is coming into the picture or has come into the picture. That's going to change the landscape. That's going to change the way we do things, uh, how we talk, what our processes are going to be. You know, how we document them, how we respond to situations. So there's really no way that our industry cannot change. So, uh, it, but it was really interesting having that, uh, just kind of broaching that, and I'm going to do a show on that. Um, we had uh, DRJ come by and talk. Uh, John Seals came and uh, talked to us about the new mentoring program that DRJ has now uh, gone live, and you can find out about the mentoring or mentee, mentoree, or whatever the right word would be if you're new and you want to be mentored uh, ment I guess that's a mentee uh, you can uh, have a look at what they've got on their site drj.com um, slash mentoring I believe it is or you can just go to drj.com and search for mentoring they have a new program to match up uh, experienced people with uh, you know maybe newbies let's say or, or people that are just you know wants a little bit more uh, to enhance their skills and, and knowledge 
That was really good. We talked with people from Assurance. Um, Cheyenne Marlin came by again, and uh, it's longtime listeners will know she's been on the show. And she's now uh, working, her company, BC Management, is now working with Evolution. So we were also able to get someone else on the show that I've wanted to have uh, a chat with, Mr. Uh, Brian Zawada from Evolution. And he was here and having a good chat. Uh, really nice guy, uh, funny, you know, uh, very uh, lively personality. So I was uh, happy to finally meet him and get him on the show. So it, I hope you uh, take the time to listen to the uh, live broadcast once we get uh, them up on the site. Uh, well, by the time you hear this one, they should be because this is uh, only a week after. And I know um, everybody at uh, Voice America was going to get the one-hour episodes up on the site available uh, as soon as possible, which uh, maybe as I'm talking now, they already are. Uh, but I will also be scheduling those throughout the year so that uh, you can hear them. Um, Tim O'Donnell uh, from uh, Pod Runner, which I mentioned earlier, was uh, really interesting. And we we talked to uh, Chris from Comstat, and um, we had, uh, um, like I said, Cheyenne from uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Cheyenne on. We had Mike Jennings from Assurance uh, that were was talking uh, Ripcord, and we talked with Phil Lambert, who uh, had an interesting topic: people, no paper, resilience begins with people, which it really does. You know, um, you can have redundancy in your systems all you want, but uh, it's people who have to put all that together, and it's people who think about it, people that come up with the strategies. And uh, I had a great chat with Phil. You know, uh, he, he made it sound as though he was kind of semi-retired, but, uh, you know, he's certainly a, a busy man, that's for sure. But uh, it was great to finally meet him as well. Uh, and Pickrin came on from Onsolve and talked to us about uh, their product and service and notification systems. We talked with um, Kevin Lee uh, as well. Kevin Klee, sorry, got, got the name wrong here. Kevin Klee, and he told us about what, what he does and how to get a, get a hold of him. We had IBM on the show, Aaron Reed, who, if you listen to Aaron talk, let me tell you, that's a great salesman. You know, um, if, if you listen to his segment, uh, very well spoken, uh, knew his stuff, knew what he wanted to say uh, right off the bat, and uh, I really didn't have to ask too many questions. Uh, I would just ask one question, and he, he just took it and run. Uh, so a great spokesman for IBM. And we talked with David uh, Gresh uh, from Viochi. And the name I actually hadn't heard before, but uh, he told us about what they do, and it's V E O C. Uh, now I can't read my own spelling, but it's V O C. Um, I guess I scribbled too much. And then we had Brian, uh, from, as I mentioned, Brian Zawada from Evolution come on, and we had a really interesting chat with people from Japan, um, the strategic BCP for Japanese airlines. Now, uh, English uh, was a challenge for them, but they did fantastic on the show. We got through our, our segment, and they told us about a government initiative to move one airport operations to another, uh, which I thought was fantastic. And they did it in nine months. I asked them how many people, and um, they said uh, the minimum number I heard was 50. Well, wouldn't we like that? Wouldn't any of us like 50 people to work on our BCPs and BIAs? Um, but fantastic work. They did really well. And congratulations to them for pulling that off. 
and you know they're moving into uh, doing some tests now and uh, they have the Olympics next year in 2020 so that was all a part of the operations to do that for, to move one operations uh, um, uh, I wish I could remember the names of the two airports but basically around uh, uh, Tokyo where the Olympics are um, move one operations to another it was just fantastic I, I was really happy and I mentioned we already had Kathy uh, from a disaster recovery guide come by and uh, chat with us so it was uh, and her new platform risk and resiliency hub.com uh, check it out it brings all these practitioners together uh, from around the globe cuts down the silos you know uh, the, the the thinking of this way of thinking of doing things by this organization this organization does it this way it breaks that down and gets rid of some of those silos uh, you know and makes opens it up to people but it's really good uh please check it out uh, risk and resilience uh, hub.com it's so far a fantastic uh conference again by the by bob and his team at uh, drj here in phoenix and today is, uh, you might hear some noise in the background, and that's uh, kind of breakfast. I'm at uh, my Voice America booth recording this. Um, but I'll be going through day two, and then uh, we'll be coming up uh, in my next segment. We'll be talking about uh, a summary of day two. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Attention. If you're a parent, educator, social worker, or civic or religious leader, the most important program you'll hear this week is Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Host Opal Singleton and her guest show how our children and others are being dangerously lured by predators through the dark web, social media apps, and games. Beyond that, the program looks at trends in human trafficking and more. You'll never think of the Internet the same way again. Listen Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Preparing for the Unexpected with Alex Fullen. Email your questions to info at stone-road.com Again, that's I-N-F-O at stone-road.com Now back to Preparing for the Unexpected And welcome back. Um, today we are 
talking about the Disaster Recovery Journal Conference here in Phoenix, 2019. And day two, uh, recap or at least of uh, what I experienced during day two. I just want to make a couple of clarifications uh, in case I've uh, misstated something in the first segment. Um, I was talking about Kathy Rainey's uh, website, Risk and Resilience Hub. I'm, I think I may have said Risk and Resiliency Hub, but it's Risk and Resilience Hub.com. Uh, go there, uh, sign up, and uh, just like I mentioned in the first segment, it's a big repository of information and a chance to chat with people literally around the globe um, to share information. And uh, I may have actually forgotten one of the biggest things I should have said is that we were able to broadcast live in uh, Phoenix uh, from the folks at BoastAssessment.com, B-O-A-S-T, Assessment.com who have a self-monitoring and measuring uh, application that uh, you can sign up for and use either on a monthly uh, basis or a one-time or uh, for a full year and uh, lets you know where your program stands, you know, um, and what you need to focus on and you can measure yourself. You'll save yourself uh, thousands of dollars in uh, uh, fees and having someone else coming in and telling you what you need to work on. You can measure yourself and see where you are and uh, focus your resources accordingly. So back to the conference. We had a, uh, as I mentioned, we had a fantastic uh, first day, lots of great sessions. We had the live broadcast, met lots of fantastic people. Um, looking forward to it. Uh, was even asked after the show uh, if we'd be doing it again. It's a little early to uh, make that decision considering we're still here, or at least I am still here in Phoenix. So it's a little difficult to make that call yet, but uh, you know th things certainly do look positive, and I look forward to uh, investigating that in the coming weeks. So day two, I was able to uh, attend some sessions, and the first one of the day I attended uh, was a, a kind of a panel discussion or multi-person uh, presentation, if you will, uh, breaking the mold, innovative uh, perspectives on leadership, and we had Alice uh, Colton Mark. Um, who is the BCI uh, U.S. Chapter President, Cheyenne Marling, which many of you will know. And unfortunately, Tracy Rice, who was uh, going to be a member, um, had to uh, bow out uh, due, for, due to a, a couple of reasons. Um, but uh, we did have a replacement, uh, John Jackson uh, from Fusion uh, stepped in. And uh, John Jackson, if uh, you're a longtime listener, uh, you'll know, has been on the show. And we talked about uh, BIAs uh, on his episode, so feel free to look that up. But this session was interesting because it talked about leadership, you know, and finding your true north, you know, your values and sticking to that. You know, a lot of us, when we get into an industry, regardless of the industry, it doesn't have to be a, about disaster or business continuity. It's, you know, we want to go straight to the top. You know, we want to be uh, the high-prized pri uh, employee with the big paychecks and things like that. And not necessarily that's how things unfold. So, you know, you stick with your values and sometimes you, you, you take a step back and reevaluate where you are. You know, is this the role you have? Is that the one you want? And it, it, was, it was interesting hearing the perspectives from uh, Alice, John, and Cheyenne how they moved along. You know, Cheyenne's story is, you know, she was in recruiting and all of a sudden she really latched on 
uh, to business continuity management, and she still does recruiting and statistics. And you know, I'm sure many of you see the reports that come out. Um, I think it's on a biannual basis, you know, of where the industry is heading and some of the uh, updates that are going on. And she never thought she would be there. <clears throat> Alice told us about uh, being in a role where she was in charge of you know, lots of people, and suddenly that was gone. You know, uh, and John told us about how he <clears throat> was in a role. Some of you may remember uh, Comdisco, uh, which was a company, um, you know, I guess it would be about 20 years ago, uh, that was um, taken over by uh, another large uh, vendor. And uh, suddenly he found himself out of a job. And yet he still kept going. He founded Fusion. You know, so sometimes uh, our paths aren't as uh, straight a as you think. And they gave some ideas, you know, how to, where you really want to go, what you want uh, to accomplish. And sometimes that is taking a step sideways or a step backwards, leaving a position or moving forward, but sticking, staying true to your values, uh, you know, what you believe in. And one of the, one of the very key things they mentioned is if you do have a goal, write it down. And I'm sure probably many listeners out there have read books where they say that. If you have a goal, write it down. Because once it's written down, uh, it starts to become real. And then you start to move towards it and taking actions to do it. So it was, a, it was an enlightening experience, especially for people that have maybe been impacted by changes in the workplace. You know, where do I go from here? What do I do? Or new people in the industry, you know, thinking, you know, what, how do I get, uh, you know, to the top of the ladder? You know, what do I need to do? You know, some in inspirational stories from, from all of them. Uh, so that was a wonderful session. Then uh, I attended a, a session by uh, Mr. Clifford uh, Barcliffe, who uh, talked about getting beyond just DR, uh, precisely defining resiliency. And he was uh, talking uh, mostly from the IT side of resiliency. You know, and the impacts uh, of uh, IT on the business, you know, and um, automation and where things are going in that respect to reduce human error. Um, you know, he, he, he uh, had a very uh, colorful uh, speaking style. Unfortunately, the, um, the room was larger, uh, was probably a little bit too large. So sometimes it was a little tough to hear because they didn't set him up with a microphone. So it was a large room. And uh, voices don't uh, necessarily carry in a, a large cavern or space. So it was a little bit difficult to hear at, at times. But uh, still, there was a, a lot of good information in there. He talked about, uh, you know, um, if you to control your systems, you know, you got to have good change control processes in place, you know, and you have to validate, you know, changes are made. He gave us stories where a change was made and systems were brought down because no validation of that change was done or change was implemented but impacted other systems that nobody knew about and it took a while to trace it back to find out what caused the problem. Um, now we've had people on the show before talk about change control and change management so I know many of you are probably going to uh, be aware of that. Uh, because you, with change management, change control, or, or change triage boards, or um, uh, what's a CAB, uh, change, uh, change advisory board. I was trying to remember what CAB stood, stood for there. 
um, you know, when you do have a change, it's got to be well documented. You've got to have you know, your backout plans. You've got to make sure that all stakeholders that are impacted by the change are aware of what's going on. You've got to make sure that you validate the change. And, you know, you don't just make the change and walk away. You know, that change ticket that you create stays open until it's been validated and that nobody is impacted and that everybody can move forward uh, as the way it should be. You know, and that, so he, he gave us a, a good talk about that and a lot of it, uh, you know, I, I, I have to say I agreed with and have experienced you know, uh, I've, I, my current role, actually, I have meetings scheduled on a weekly basis for change, uh, what do they call it, the change triage board. So uh, I'm well aware of what needs to happen. And, you know, we do experience, you know, um, well, every, almost everywhere I've been, have experienced where uh, changes are implemented, you know, on IT, a business doesn't know about it, or, you know, emergency changes uh, to fix things that because changes weren't completed or, or um, you know, ignored. And sometimes those changes are put in place to fix something else, you know, that uh, uh, another problem that may have occurred. So it was uh, interesting. Um, that, so that was a good session. But as I say, it was the, the room was a little bit too, uh, uh, too big, I think. <laughs> And then I uh, attended another session, and this was by Caitlin Erdurkovich. Uh, I hope I'm saying the name right. Uh, business resilience is vital to success and survival. Well, it certainly is, that's for sure. And I'm actually uh, hoping to try and get uh, Caitlin on the show at some point so to talk about this in more detail. I hope I do. Um, but she came on, and uh, you know, sh we were talking uh, about... Um, you know, everyone is a, a target for attacks these days. You know, they go for soft, soft companies. You know, just because you're the, the Amazons or the IBMs, you know, and the Googles or whoever, um, it, hackers or, or professional hackers. You know, crime, crime groups. You know, they they go after the soft targets, which are usually the small, uh, medium-sized companies who say, "Oh, I'm too small to to be considered." Well, you know, you doesn't matter. You're still a target, you know, and <clears throat> she talked about that and she mentioned that, uh, you know, social media these days, one person can uh, start a problem, you know, and can create a wave, you know, in the olden days before social media, one person probably went ignored, you know, a crackpot. But these days, one person on social media, if it gets picked up and starts getting shared, they can create a tidal wave and you know, organizations need to understand that, keep an eye open for those kind of things when they're mentioned. You know, uh, <clears throat> and if you do have plans and processes in place to respond to disasters, you should be sharing those up front ahead of time, not just uh, pulled out when you need them. You know, you may not need them for three years, but in those three years, let's say if nothing has happened, People should be well aware of where they are, what they need to do, con continually updating. If uh, I mentioned chain control in the uh, from the last session that I attended, change control. If there's a change, make sure plans are updated, and when you validate, validate with those new changes in place as well. You know, and she went through a list of uh, items, uh, elements of business resiliency program. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm losing my voice today. See, I talked so much on uh, Monday at the live broadcast, my throat's still dry, but oh well. Uh, so the elements of a business resiliency program, uh, I'll, I'll go through the quick list she, uh, she gave us. 
see things through a risk lens and uh, governance structure. And I'm a big one for governance because, uh, you know, being having also a project management background, you know, you need a lot of governance. You need to make sure you've got risk management and, and issues in, in place and issue management in place and change control, etc. cetera. Uh, resource and planning, you know, resources and planning and making sure that that's all in place. And your organizational culture, if you're not open to, to change and uh, new ideas, you're not going to be very resilient. Uh, continuous learning and education. Well, we all want that. We all want to learn, but the organization at all levels. You know, we always hear about executives going off to <clears throat> conferences or you know learning new new ways. But we have to get everybody learning new things, and so that they're all participating and being involved with with the organization. And then metrics. Uh, you know, pre measuring your your progress to, uh, against a, a plan. You know where you want to be, where you want your program to be uh, to go. Having proper metrics, you know, uh, because that's something that executives are going to want to see, right? They're going to want to know how what what are they getting in return for uh, providing you funds and resources to look after your your BCM program. <clears throat> I really am losing my voice today. Luckily, I'm almost done this segment. <laughs> uh, so that was uh, after that. I had to go and uh, man the uh, the booth, but I did take a quick uh, sit in on Regina Phelps's uh, uh, session. Um, we talked about that yesterday with cyber uh, threats, and she went through her testing workshop of things, uh, eight characteristics, which uh, I'm going to leave uh, for uh, the next segment. Uh, I'll, I'll touch on that. Because day three, uh, the final day, is only half a day, so uh, I'll carry over some of uh, Regina's workshop, which is uh, is a must attend. You know, if you really want your exercises to uh, be be well uh, managed and facilitated and get real results. And she told us stories of executives who basically were banging their heads on tables, you know, when some of these results came through. So that's uh, day two, uh, my day two anyway. I know there were many other sessions. Uh, you know, unfortunately, you just can't attend them all because I know all the speakers here add uh, value to to us in the industry. Um, DRJ has a lot of speakers here and a lot of attendees. Uh, so stay tuned for our, um, or my, I guess, uh, last segment uh, where I talk about day three and I'll touch base again on Regina Phelps's uh, Cyber Threats uh, Exercise Workshop. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com All round the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus, creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18. Rachel Carson in The Sea Around Us said, All at last, return to the sea. To Oceanus, the ocean river, like the ever-flowing stream of time, the beginning and the end. Moyer's Environmental Dialogues with Dr. Rob Moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet Earth. Tune in Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Preparing for the Unexpected with Alex Fuller. Email your questions to info at stone-road.com Again, that's I-N-F-O at stone-road.com Now back to Preparing for the Unexpected. And welcome back to the show for our final segment. As you know, I was at uh, DRJ, and this is uh, my kind of a, a recap of uh, my experiences here, which have been fantastic. Now, in the last segment, I know uh, I left off uh, speaking uh, about Regina Phelps' uh, cyber threat exercise workshop, and uh, she mentioned there were eight characteristics of a, a really good uh, work, um, sorry, I should say, a really good test or exercise. And a lot of these I've used myself, so I'm, I'm really happy and I w- to pass these on to you because if you want a successful test, please, <laughs> she is the expert here. So make sure you uh, follow follow some of this or reach out to, to her directly. You know, she has uh, books, she's written articles on it. You know, there's a lot of good information here. But her first one is ob- obtain management support. You know, it should be obvious, but you'd be surprised how many people don't do that. Um, engage a willing IT team, you know, because uh, let's face it, with a lot of tests, especially f- cyber threats, there can be a lot of finger pointing. You know, uh, create two strong design teams, one representing IT and one uh, the business, you know, the key line of business, you know, who are participating and understand what, what it is they do. And focus on impact, you know, what, what, is, what are the impacts of a cyber threat? You know, and then test that way. Uh, conduct uh, the right types of exercise. You know, if you're trying to do an end-to-end thing, it may not be the best to to do a tabletop. Or if it's the very first time you're ever doing it, maybe a tabletop is the way to start. But you can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. Expose um, the perpetrators. You know, so uh, I, you know, during your test, identify who who the perpetrator is. Write a well-documented after-action. She calls it after-action report. Um, I've called it. Uh, I've called it, and many others have called it. You know, a test findings report or a, a, a you know summary report. You know, it, I, I don't think the the name matters too much, but uh, you you do have to have you know an after a test report of some sort, uh, documenting what happened, what you were planning to do, what you did, what worked, what didn't work, and what you're going to do about it. And hold a post-exercise follow-up. So kind of a debrief. 
So that was her uh, workshop. Um, it was uh, very insightful for people, especially with uh, cyber threats being a, a key thing right now. You know, a, a lot of people are looking at that. So uh, on day three, it was a half a day uh, because there are some workshops in, in the afternoon or courses, I should say, sorry, in the afternoon. Um, the conference ended uh, at lunch. So in the morning, there are a couple of uh, general sessions that occur. And uh, I'm just going to quickly touch on uh, those three sessions. And believe it or not, the first one, again, was Regina Phelps. Uh, Regina, if you listen to this, I guess this is a, you know, a, another show for you. <laughs> um, where she had a session that, that was titled, You Have the Power to Transform Your Crisis BC Program into a Powerhouse. And she went through and, and talked you know, about exercising. That is her, her specialty, or one of her specialties, I should say, really. And um, it, uh, it was not exactly the same as uh, what she talked about in her more detailed workshop the day before that I, I, I just finished touching on. But this was more of an overview for people who didn't attend that workshop and gave uh, you know some different points of view on how to plan and execute and uh, follow up on exercises, you know, um, and, and it was really insightful that I could hear actually the person who sat behind me in the row um, saying, oh, hadn't thought of that. You know, they were kind of talking to themselves and I, I, I think she probably didn't know that I could hear her, but, uh, you know, she, as Regina was talking, she go, oh, that's an interesting point. Oh, so that's why that didn't work. So it was good, to, uh, obviously, you know, with just one person behind me, if she was having those thoughts, I can guarantee other people in the room were as well, you know, picking up uh, ideas and, and, and things they could do to take back to their workplaces. So, um, one of the key points is uh, that Regina mentioned in this session is if you're doing an exercise, change something. You know, uh, you use you people availability or, or you know, uh, focus on a key time and date. You know, you know, or key process or key pieces of pieces of equipment. You know, you want something if you're going to do a test, something that changes what you do. You know, and, and creates that impact, which I mentioned before, and she had mentioned in her. Uh, previous workshop, you know, you got to do something that uh, makes a change, you know, and, and then that, because you, you don't want to be uh, um, planning the exercise too much. You want to be exercising your response and plans and get people thinking and, you know, challenge them. You know, there's got to be a change outside of the norm because that's what situations are, especially cyber threats, you know, like her workshop, you know, they, they're not normal. You know, if you're always testing that one server goes down and how to rebuild a server, well, after a while, people are going to be able to do that. You're not challenging them. So so it was a very good workshop. She talked for an hour. I'm surprised she didn't lose her voice. Um, <clears throat> like I seem to be all of a sudden. I guess I've been doing way too much talking over this uh, weekend. The next session uh, was uh, very IT-focused. And it was uh, Joe uh, Starzik from IBM and IBM was one of the I believe silver sponsors here at the conference so thank you very much everyone at IBM uh, for helping us out and uh, you know putting on the conference and Joe's workshop uh, resiliency in a hybrid platform multi-cloud world now it was very IT focused and I have to admit there were some things uh, 
that were said that kind of went over my head. I understood uh, a big chunk of it, of course, but there were some things that went over my head because, you know, I'm not a, a super IT detail person. I can understand the basics and I can have conversations, but once you start digging, you know, a, into a deep dive, well, then all of a sudden I, I get lost <laughs> because that's just not my focus. But it was... Uh, uh, a very interesting, uh, like I said, detailed uh, workshop. He did have another uh, guest uh, join him, and unfortunately, I didn't catch uh, the gentleman's name, but uh, he was with IBM as well, and uh, obviously a very knowledgeable person. They touched on high availability and uh, the cloud and uh, various uh, options that are now out there uh, for using the cloud, you know, uh, various, um, use this word, hybrid uh, solutions that are out there. Uh, for data centers and uh, you know it, they're, 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 you, and he touched on uh, cyber security as well and you know the the security protocols that need to be in place and what's happening um, and where the trends are going with uh, IT and, and things to look at and of course you know as I mentioned earlier because it was very IT uh, focused in detail uh, some of it, uh, the the verbiage and things went over over my head, um, which I think it did for a few people because uh, I heard again the person behind me saying, "I have no idea what this person is saying." <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but it was very knowledgeable, especially for those that are, are in IT. There was a lot of good information. Even I could catch that. You know, I, I'm not that bad with IT, but <clears throat> uh, there was a lot of great information. So Joe Joe is obviously a very knowledgeable person and his uh, uh, comrade, and I, unfortunately I wish I could remember the, the gentleman's name, but a very uh, interesting workshop, very knowledgeable um, with cloud computing. And then our last workshop of the day, or actually I shouldn't say workshop, but I should say general session, uh, was uh, Professor Robert Chandler. Now, I'm sure many of you uh, listeners out there have attended a workshop or a speaking session, or maybe were a student, of uh, Professor Chandler. He's from uh, Lipscomb uh, University and his session, Crisis Management, an innovative approach for anti-crisis innovation leadership. He's a very animated speaker and by his own admission, sometimes his uh, jokes and references are a little dated. Um, the good thing is I got all of them. I don't know what that says about me, but I did actually understand all of his jokes. Very animated speaker. Um, and uh, very knowledgeable with crisis uh, management. And uh, I know he, uh, by his own admission, sometimes upsets vendors when they uh, talk about certain subjects because they, you know, they're, they're talking from their own uh, experiences or you know, they want to sell a product or service. And he says himself, sometimes he contradicts them, you know, at being a professor. Uh, but... Uh, very knowledgeable. He talked uh, about, you know, a crisis uh, management and innovations in crisis management, you know, getting people to change the way they think and the, the way they uh, behave and how to get things uh, moving, you know, during crisis management, you know, you not necessarily always get to pull out a book or a plan and follow it. You kind of have to adapt yourself to the situation and each situation is going to be different and you need leadership. Uh, who can who can do that? Not just follow the script, and uh, because often when you follow the script, it doesn't go the way you want it to go. You have to take stock of what you've got, what you see. He did have uh, 
uh, a couple of uh, key survival tips um, that he actually took from a wilderness survival book. And I'm just going to quickly list, list them here because he said they're the same ones that he kind of uses in his talk. Uh, master your your actions. You know, be situationally aware. Uh, inventory the resources you have. Make a plan. Act and you know, in action uh, accordingly. Improvise. You know, be creative and innovative in uh, your your responses, and demonstrate um, uh, perseverance. So it was a, a very interesting. If you ever get the chance to listen to uh, Professor Chandler talk, take that opportunity and uh, attend his workshop or his uh, you know, speaking session, what, whatever it may be. Um, he does have uh, books written as well. Uh, very knowledgeable man and uh, a pleasure to listen to. I've listened to him uh, half a dozen times now and each session you know, is always informative. <clears throat> Well, believe it or not, we've already come to the uh, end of this session, so I want to thank everyone at DRJ 2019 Phoenix, the organizers, uh, the sponsors that allowed us to be there. Uh, fantastic conference, so much to, uh, to learn at these places and the networking opportunities. Uh, unfortunately, I missed the uh, gala event on Monday because after the live event show I, and closing down with the Voice America staff, I sat down in a chair in my hotel hotel room expecting to uh, just take a moment and break and I fell asleep for two hours. And I guess maybe all the pressure of building up for a live broadcast caught up with me and uh, I missed it because I slept and I woke up uh, two hours later. But fantastic conference. Uh, I know they have another one coming up in the spring. And then next year's, uh, it will be again in Phoenix, uh, roughly the same time frame as this year. I, and as we have come to the end, I want to say thank you again to the Voice of America people, Ryan, Aaron, and Dee, who were there to make it happen. If there are any topics you want us to talk about, please feel free, get in touch with me. Uh, we do have advertising sponsorship opportunities available. Again, reach out, get in touch with me. And we'll see what we can do, get you on the show, talk about a topic or your product and service. And in the meantime, stay prepared, everybody. Thank you for joining us for Preparing for the Unexpected. Please tune in for another edition featuring your host, Alex Bullock, next Thursday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you here next week.